You're listening to the State of Love and Trust, a Pearl Jam podcast. Follow the show on social media and remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. Now, here's Jason and Paul. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The State of Love and Trust. It's a Pearl Jam podcast, and I'm one of your two hosts, Jason Carapesi, and alongside me, as always, is... Paul Gilieri. Someday at Christmas, Paul. We're nearly there. Someday at Christmas, solstice will be found. Oh, man, me too. Me too. Solstice is in hand. Our friends up in Boonville, California, cranking these puppies out. Tis the season. How are y'all out there? It's um, it's Tuesday, December nineteenth, uh, on on drop date, and it is the tenth day of Pearl Jam's ten days of Christmas, or I guess ten days of Pearl Jam, really. Um, yeah, we we've been teased for the last nine days that perhaps something is going to be announced, and as of this recording, the prior evening, Monday evening, as it is right now in real time. Uh, nothing. Now, you might be jumping for joy as you're listening to this later on in the week because mm-hmm. something has happened, in which case, yeah, I agree. <laughs> cool. Um, so we'll, you know, we'll, we'll cover that as it happens, but this is the, uh, this for is now the we final... have to generate our own enthusiasm, Jason. <laughs> and luckily we have an algorithm to help with that. So long That's as true. you rate, review, and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform of choice, keep that bad boy fed. Not only that, but if they do it, if they do it, they might be chosen to win a free copy of Gigaton on vinyl, lest all of you forget. So if you're out there, you you like the album Gigaton and you don't have it on vinyl and you wish to do so. All you got to do is simply write a review, write yeah, the show, that's it. subscribe. It's that simple. It, it's this in the spirit of giving. Give your thoughts, give your opinions, give your vote, give your rating, give your review. And Paul, we did this back in what the, sp- the spring I want to say, and we had mm-hmm. a healthy return, and there were some fantastic uh, reviews. Some were snarky, which were great. Some were heartfelt, which were great. Um, I think somebody put review, and that was awesome. Uh, I, I think they actually we ended up choosing like a like a winner and a runner up, and they happen to be related. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> and, right? um, so, uh, if you guys are out there, hi. Are you enjoying your shirts and, and book? Um, so yeah, that that is still going on. Get your review in, and you will be eligible for a free copy of vinyl, a free copy of Gigaton on vinyl. Um, and I want to say a, a big thank you to our patrons. Uh, you guys have been incredible this year. The community has grown and thank you so much for helping us pick the, the next batch of shirts. And I say shirts with a, with an S at the end, because there are two, we had to go with two because the, the demand was high across all the designs that we, that we submitted to you guys. So, uh, very soon we're going to announce the winners, um, and how you can procure a t-shirt if you would like to uh, procure one. Could not be more excited about the designs that we are, we're evaluating right now and that our, our, our wonderful patrons are chiming in with their thoughts on as well. It's just in, some in stellar, Paul, stellar designs. The uh, two of these fabulous uh, designs are courtesy of one of our, 
one of our listeners who has helped us in the past. And yeah, should the final tallies become official, get stamped, then uh, we will we'll have, we'll have we'll, we'll tell you who it was and, and why sh- that person's great. I almost gave it away. Um, yeah. <laughs> and there you go. So, anyways, that's all the the housekeeping I wanted to get uh, get out of the way. This week we've got a really fun episode. It's um you know it's not Christmas theme per se because we've already done kind of best Christmas songs and what other right. Christmas songs Pearl Jam should do, but the spirit is there. The spirit is there. Um, it's it's the it's the end of the year. Um, we feel a certain way around this time of year, so that's what the episode's kind of about. And um, I will tell you that the lyric and live cut of the week are back again, two weeks in a row, Paul. It's a good. Good and welcome return for uh, what I find to be some of my favorite segments that we have, Jason. It's a festivist miracle. It is. <laughs> it's a festivist miracle. Well, the, um, the the main topic, the main segment today, this week, is uh, something, it's kind of like the reverse, the inverse of what we did, God, weeks, months ago. Mm-hmm. We did a segment, um, an exercise where we chose our favorite or what we thought to be the best uh Opening lyrics to songs. That was very hard. It was. Turns out there's a lot of really good ones to open songs. And how you judge um, what a a, a lyric is uh, as it pertains to being the first things you hear. So think of that in the reverse. How do these lyrics um, affect you on the way out? It's the last thing you hear Ed sing or Stone sing. Um, Mm -hmm. And how does that affect you? How does it interplay with the music that ends the song? Um, if at all. So it's, it's obviously duh, very subjective, but um, I think that this exercise is a fun um, mirror of what that episode was all about. So we've mm-hmm. chosen our five and I don't know about you, Paul, but this was difficult. Um, our five favorite uh, closing lyrics, final lyrics, if you will. And um, any opening thoughts before we kind of jump into this? Just that I found it to be interesting that a lot of, songs in the catalog kind of end with a lot of harmony and and Mm. vocalization and expression but lyrically speaking there isn't as much of a concerted effort throughout the catalog to you know end on a poetic note or uh to provide some kind of um poignant summation if you will or 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 reverberating thought a, a, a lot of times it's a lot of like oohs and ahs kinds of things or or, or a repeated line I, I found that a lot actually in the catalog where the last line Stopping of the song is so much clearer yeah, sure yeah. yeah yeah exactly you know so you um and, and sometimes it's a great line or two and that works and, and other times it, it's really you know in isolation the line doesn't really right. seem to say much exactly. you know, without the context of the right. rest of the song so then it begs the question how necessary is the entirety of a song or a composition to this exercise? Like, can, can, is is the last line stronger when looked at in isolation, in a vacuum, as it were, um, and and still profound? Or does the line require the context of the entire song in order to have and gain its relevancy? And therefore, there's more poignancy behind the line when viewed through the lens in context of the entire composition. So in, in some cases, I leaned more towards lines that in a vacuum kind of stood tall mm-hmm. versus songs that, you know, maybe the line itself was not as strong in a vacuum, but when viewed through the lens of the entire song, right. it had a lot more meaning. So I was just going to say like, there is, but like, you guys out there play along. Uh, 
it really depends on how you view it. I would say that I would say this: the last lyrics of a song are oftentimes that that's what stays with us, right? And obviously, yeah. a good chorus will stick. That's kind of the point of the chorus, after all. But if a song is building in results with lyrics that are so poignant that they make us think or they make us feel or is the apex of a story, um, they do something to us. They can make an okay song amazing. And I looked at these songs uh, and excluding stuff like moaning and single words repeating and you, you said it like the oohs and the ahs, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I looked at those last real lines of a song, if you will. And again, this is subjective. So you might say, oh, those aren't the last li-. Listen, there's all kinds of guardrails here that can ebb and flow <laughs> with this kind of right. exercise. Um, they, they, could, they could come right at the very end or they could be with a minute or two left if there's some beautiful musical outro or, or guitar solo or something like that. But these lyrics had to say something profound. They got to hit me in the feels and they got to change the way I view the song for the better or all three. And often it is all three. So yep. with that kind of out there as our prologue, Go ahead and give me your fifth choice here. So for the fifth choice, um, I went present tense. I thought that, I mean, lyrically, I think the entire song is strong. Uh, but when I look at these these final lines of this song, there is a, um, a gravity to them. And there's a relevancy and a poignancy, to reiterate those words again, or those ideas again, I should say. And I'm just going to read the last three lines here. You can come to terms and realize you're the only one who cannot forgive yourself. Makes much more sense to live in the present tense. On their own, those are, you know, very, very strong sentiments and salient points to make, even in a vacuum, as advice or counsel to somebody in need, someone who's lost or or someone who is, is seeking some sort of solace because letting go of the past is a very difficult thing for I think all of us to do in our own um in our own right. So I think those are some fantastic final lines of the song going with present tense of five. Hard to disagree with you, my friend. Um, I'm going to start not even on an album. Ooh. I'm going to start with the final lines of undone. Uh, I like that choice. The world has come so perfectly do these lyrics summarize our collective plight when it comes to the haves and have nots you know feeling like we're beneath the thumb of those who can easily manage the obstacles they've helped write or 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 manufacture uh but then it offers hope 
so succinctly in those last two lines. Like it, it's encouragement. It's a pep talk. It makes you want kind of like want to run through a wall, <laughs> like the Kool-Aid man or something. The Kool-Aid man. <laughs> oh yeah. The ability to do all that in, in just four lines to me is incredible. It, it, it's it's a wave building before it breaks. I've always loved that particular line too, yeah. which is the very last line. So mm-hmm. I think supremely underrated. I say kudos to the the person who was um, requesting that across the, uh, the that that short tour in the fall of 2023 here, and we finally got it in in Fort Worth. So uh, tremendous lyrics, and I, I applaud Ed for that one. Good call. I like that one. All right, number four. Number four. We're going to binaural specifically light years so this stanza that ends this this track um might arguably be the best four lyrics that end a Pearl Jam song period. And they're not my number one, but it, it's, it's, it was close with these four here. Your lights reflected now reflected from afar. We were, but stones, your light made us stars. I mean, how fabulous. Yeah. I mean, isn't it? I mean, and you know what, the, those lyrics seem to reverberate through the graphic um, layout of this album in a lot of ways. I mean, that there's a lot of cosmic artwork associated with the album by Neural. And when I hear these, these lyrics, to me, it encapsulates the album as a whole in a lot of ways. There's a, a romanticism that is trying to force its way through, um, a brick wall of, uh, depression and, hopelessness and frustration and and a whole host of other um it's a very, bleak very record, frust- man. yeah it is it is a bleak record and and it was composed at a time that you know for members of the band i mean say for riot act you know th- th- there was a lot of opposition socially to what was happening in this country and so <clears throat> when i hear lyrics like these um it makes me think not only of binaural artistically speaking, graphically speaking, and visually speaking. But it also makes me think that, again, in a vacuum, these are just, it, it's just three or four beautiful lines that, as a stanza, really, really stand wonderfully on, on their own. Um, this idea that someone's light is reflected from afar. Um, and it's through that light, that love, that connection, that we can burn through cosmos as stones but from afar, we are stars. And uh, essentially, you know, this, this, if you look at a planet, a planet is basically a giant rock. Safe, you know, I mean, obviously Jupiter's not a rock, but many planets are rocks. <laughs> but mm-hmm. in the sky, they, they are stars. They're celestial bodies and they're bright and beautiful. And I think that it is, um, it's a physical marvel that distance can produce something this profound. And, uh, and I think that idea of light years, you know, I mean, it's, it, there's, there's no more perfect set of lyrics to end a song that capture the spirit of a composition and arguably the, com- the complexity and the true 
nature of an album better than these four for me. So, uh, and it, it, the way I'm describing it, it's like, well, how the hell is it not number one, Paul? But <laughs> yeah, we'll get hey, there. It, but this, this, this is a very, very, very excellent way to end a track. It, it was, uh, that song is, I don't want to give anything away, but I really, really, really like those lyrics as well. And you described why so well i would i would think that uh dr amber strong the uh, astrophysicist would appreciate um <laughs> the illustration that ed is is using here um using the cosmos to define how someone can affect you even from beyond if you will uh yeah super super strong lyrics and um a a for lack of a, a better term and no pun intended a bright spot on another dark record for me, I'm going to go uh, with number four to the Yield record. Mm. And I'm going to go with Given to Fly. You know, as this uh, episode comes out, as we said, it's it's nearly Christmas, and you might be listening to this at a completely different time. But right now, more than usual, these lines mean a lot, at least to me. Uh, Christmas is about giving love and accepting others, and I'm not trying to have a religious discussion here or anything like that. But you know, how you view the holiday in a literal sense is up to you. But I think we can all agree that the tenets are there to give your love and to humbly accept others. When we do this, we are free. In my opinion, that, that, that's what it is. When we do this, we are free. And much like the crowds during the buildup of this moment in the song, we feel uninhibited, you know, mm -hmm. uninhibited by life's restraints. You know, we're, we're bouncing up and down, singing our lungs out. We feel free. And at the end, or I, I should say at the same time, part of a bigger collective you know, we're in this unit of togetherness, you know, all pulling the wagon in the same direction. It's that free feeling, that collective feeling of positivity. And that's, that's what I get from these lines. I feel given the fly, um, when honest love is flowing back and forth and ideally that's what Christmas is all about. And I hope that's how you guys feel because that's what I get when I listen to this song. And these lines are probably my favorite part of the song and they just happen to be the last lines that ed sings before the outro fantastic good call all right we're at hump day here at number three we are number three for me i'm gonna go with wish list mm. i wish i was the
what I love about the ending of this song is that the lyrics fade out. I find myself oftentimes when listening to this song, as the song begins to fade out, I find myself cranking the volume up so I can continue to hear those <laughs> lyrics as they are, you know, because he keeps going. And then with the fade out, we we lose some of those lyrics, the live version. There's but if I if I take the last three lines of this song. I wish I was the pedal brake that you depended on. I wish I was the verb to trust and never let you down. Uh, I wish I was the, and if let's just say we scrapped that and we just went with literally the last line that I recall hearing clearly. I wish I was a radio song. The one that you turned up. I wish, I wish that is the song in a nutshell. <laughs> and I think it's, it's such a lovely little, um, poetic and wistful weight and a track and the continuity of that feeling throughout the song is something Pearl Jam does well, you know, kind of maintaining that same speed all the way through. Mm. And I'm not necessarily speaking about tempo of a song. I mean, the, the, the speed of content as it were. And I love this idea that you want to be something for someone. And the repetition of I wish, I wish, and it's just the acceptance and acquiescence to the to, 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 to the reality that you do not have the ability to control that. And so I've always found this to be something that was very charming as a, a set of lyrics. And I think that there aren't a lot of songs that end on notes like this. And I think that the fade out is beautiful and perfect, even though I try to resist it with turning up the notch or the dial, so to speak. But what I think is beautiful about it is that it could go on forever, right? We can continue to wish and want and come up with a million things that that's we wish to be for someone else. Exactly. And I, so that's, it's an appropriate way to end a song. So I think right. the, 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 the production aspect of the song, the way that it ends coupled with the strength and, and charm of the lyrics to me, work beautifully. And that marriage, for me, elevates it here at, uh, at number two. I don't know if you agree. Or three. But I, what are we at? Three? Where are three? Uh, that, that was three, yeah. Um, I really dislike fade-outs in songs, for the most part. But there are the rare times, at least for me, where the fade-out works. Works, yeah. <laughs> this is it, because, like you said, you could keep on wishing and I wonder if one day, I wonder if we'll get some sort of, uh, you know, no code and, and yield box set where there's a whole bunch of demos and a whole bunch of unreleased stuff we haven't heard of. I don't know, maybe. And if we do, maybe there's like, maybe it's like the freaking Star Spangled Banner where there's like, oh, there's actually seven more verses. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Uh, number three, I'm going to go to binaural now. Nice. I'm going to go with nothing as it seems. Oh, solid choice there. Jeff has said this song is about his hometown and, and judgment and not always understanding what's going on with someone else. And I think he's mentioned something about his relationship between his parents as well, possibly, maybe. Um, the beauty of Jeff's lyrics is that they're often coded enough 
that we can assign our own meanings to them. And while I don't 100% relate to the kind of childhood to which he's referring, I absolutely feel something in the ballpark in my own way. Where we're from, we cannot choose. In some way, it's always home, even if mentally or emotionally we've chosen to be somewhere else or physically, obviously. And I like these lyrics from Jeff because it allows me to appreciate that no matter what's going on, no matter the stresses, no matter what I have or don't have, and that can be material things, station in life, job, et cetera, where I am and who I'm with is home. Mm. You know, we present ourselves often quite differently online to what our true lives are like. Why that is, is probably a couple episodes worth of psychology that we're not totally <laughs> qualified for. So I'm not going to go down that path. But if we're honest with ourselves, we know where we're from and we know what makes us feel at home. Even if what we present to others is only a fraction of that reality. And perhaps if we give up those facades, the cloaks that make us feel safe, the vulnerability might pleasantly surprise us. But that's a big leap. And it only uh, truly works if we all choose not to judge others. You know, if we can accept the raw versions of others, perhaps we'll feel more confident in our station in life. And wouldn't that be great? Because again, I, I don't think Jeff was going this route, but maybe he was. Either way, I've always loved these lyrics and, and, and that the song ends this way for such a solid song. And, and the fact that it, it's complemented so well with what Mike does only makes, I think, these words ring even in truer. Great, great selection. We are heading to number two, Paul. I'm going with the very end of Backspacer, going with the end. Ooh, well done. No one hears before I disappear. Yeah, this uh, this set of lyrics here, I think, is is fantastic in ways that are profoundly aching. Um, and you know, realistically speaking, you, you could pretty much take any of these final lines. Uh, I'll just read you a handful here. Uh, Before I disappear, whisper in my ear. Give me something to echo in my unknown future's ear. My dear, the end comes near. I'm here, but not much longer. Um, it, you don't even need all those. I mean, you could take just the last two or three if you wanted to. And I, I still think it reverberates just the same. There is a um, haunting and desperate finality to these lyrics. It, they're, they're stunningly beautiful on so many levels here. And um, I think that what, what works well with a song like this is that there is a premeditation to the intent behind it, meaning that there's the knowledge that the end is coming and there's the desire for a continuation, mm. but not continuation in the same state, a continuation in ways that manifest themselves in the, um, the temporal or the ethereal, you know, and uh, like, what is that unknown future? You know what I mean? And the desire for 
the the comforting words of a loved one to echo in that future and and that being enough you know and, and almost the the trepidation and the feeling that perhaps that's asking too much you know mm. and so I, I love that that ambiguity there so i just think it's it's just profoundly as i said hunting and uh, there's an arresting quality to it it's some of eddie's finest writing and uh, just a lovely way to end not only a song but an album as well yeah couldn't agree more uh i always took the uh, unknown futures ear uh line as uh the unborn child that he's meant to have uh, but that yeah, he won't but that he won't be around for um which is also sad <laughs> for sure <laughs> but yeah i mean I, i've always had a soft spot for this song i know backspacer isn't everyone's cup of tea um and we listen we've debated debated we've debated the merits of the album before and i think there's still more to talk about that album but um the end has always been a song that i find very underrated and the way that it ends is super underrated uh and the fact that it ends the album makes me go fuck that was 37 seconds i'm sorry that was 37 minutes that just like what the hell just what happened I feel completely different than when I started this 37 minutes ago. <laughs> Gotta see my friend. Right, all of a sudden, right, it's just like, right. oh God. Yeah. What a journey. Yeah. All right. Um, number two for me, our first repeat, Paul. It's present tense for me. Oh boy. Personal strength, confidence, self-love, whatever you want to call it. I have to think that pretty much everyone listening has listened to these words sung and thought, hell yeah. And then the music just propels us toward the finish line in a in a collaborative, we can do this. Let's help each other, you know, live in that present tense kind of thing. And it's it's not the only time in the song these words are sung, but it's important that they're the last. Learn from your mistakes, but do not dwell on them. That's like the biggest thing I take away. Learn from your mistakes, but do not dwell on them. If you are surrounding yourself with the right people, those who don't judge, but who support you, then you've got the right ingredients to grow, to be the best version of yourself. We can only truly live if we're living in the now. If we all do this, think about the past. We're blind to the present and the future. And we'll no doubt walk right into a wall or off a cliff. You know, I feel like you got to exploit the past. Use it to help you navigate the future. Don't beat yourself up. Your loved ones aren't. Lean on them to find the strength to live your life forwards, not backwards. These are such great words by Ed. And and their echoes kind of hang over the final musical bits of the song so beautifully. The way that those lines are sung and then immediately we're into the, you know, that 
that part with matches hitting the kick drum and you can feel that build. It's like, how do you not feel ready to take on the world? I know I do. <laughs> Brilliant. Great choice. Here we are, my friend. Number one. Uh, this is predictable. I'm going black. I'm going black because I think that the ending lyrics to this, the, the, the final few lines, I said, uh, if you exclude the the harmonizing at the end, <clears throat> um, they might be the most powerful in the catalog, both in terms of delivery and emotion. And I think that when you hear these lyrics, you know, there's a reason why Eddie said at one point during a live show when, when they started playing black again sometime in the mid 90s he's like you know we we stopped playing this one for a while and he joked and he made mention to the fact that it was the reason they stopped playing it for a while is because it was hard for him to sing and you're listening to the verses and you're thinking ah oh, well this is not how hard is this to sing i mean it's not like he's doing vocal gymnastics here you know what i mean mm -hmm. but the it's i think this these final lyrics mm. had to be what he was referencing because there was a time in Eddie's career where he could sing these lyrics in ways that I think personified um, him as a songwriter and him as a vocalist and as a performer. There was something so organic and raw and, uh, you know, we, we, talk, we use this word supernova all the time to describe the band. Um, and there was something supercharged about him as a front man. And if you asked me to find something that represented that, to show someone who's never heard of Pearl Jam before. This is what I would play that person. I would say, you want, you want to hear Pearl Jam? I would play the, the final lyrics of Black and just kind of just let it go from there. And if you're not hooked at the end of that, then <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's my favorite set of lyrics in the entire catalog. And so obviously it's an obvious choice for me to end with uh, these as what I think or regard as the best final lyrics of a song. Um, these lyrics to me are on another level. And I've talked about this in the past where I said that Mike's guitar playing has since taken the spotlight during these live performances. And I think it's because Eddie is at a point in his life where he physically can't replicate the way that these lines were delivered when he was much younger. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That in itself says everything you need to know about why this is the choice for me. The fact that he can't even sing these lyrics that way anymore due to the effects of just time and, you know, living and age and, uh, you know, it's and, and it just the, the impact that is required to deliver them that way. Got to go black. And the fact that you didn't like the song at the very beginning of your listening career i didn't give it a chance I, <laughs> I let like the first i don't know first 90 seconds of it i listened to i was like, yeah you know, i want to hear something harder it, so by the way it. gang if you it if took you're, like weeks before i finally was like i'm just gonna listen to the whole song all the way through that was a stupid you, teenager what do you want from me <laughs> if you well or weren't we all uh if you guys didn't know uh this it might have been this set actually 
um, Black was our Lyric of the Week choice, episode two. So go back <laughs> almost four years, and you can hear us really wax poetic on that, probably in very uh, uh, novice kinds of ways. But nevertheless, I assure you, it's it's good. Um, you know, we are at the the business end uh, of this list. And by the way, the honorable mentions that I've left off, wow, uh, you don't realize just how many songs end brilliantly until you go through the entire catalog at once. I've probably got another 15 uh, off of the honorable mentions list that I really enjoy. Well, Anyways. I, I love that we only have one crossover so far. Mm-hmm. Well, we have two. That says a lot. Oh, boy. Because I'm changing black as well. Excellent. Does it get any better than this? I, I, I obviously argue. We, we both argue. No. Um, it, it's something everyone can relate to. You're, you're trying your best to be happy for someone. You love them, but it's unrequited. But why? Why can't you be together? Everyone's been there. And it, it's a universal feeling at any age. And sometimes it happens multiple times. And I would argue allowing yourself to feel this way is healthy. Uh, some of us, you know, we close ourselves off to love. We don't want to feel this way. But these are experiences that help us grow emotionally. We get stronger from this. But in the moment, God, it sucks. It sucks. And, and Ed so perfectly encapsulates it, especially in the manner in which he sings it, like you were saying. Like just his entire being comes out. And if you want a a, I mean, we chose our our live cut back in episode two. Go check that out. Did? Yeah. I would argue, as many of you would, go check out the unplugged version. Holy shit! I mean, there's obviously a number of versions that are they're going to do a number mm-hmm. on us. Um, but just the the way that he does it, that the way that it leads right into that beautiful outro solo thing, that do 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 do. I mean, it's just the ultimate apex with the ultimate emotive yearning. These lines cut to the core of everyone listening better than pretty much any other lyric in the catalog. Probably why it's your favorite lyric. Most um, definitely. That's what the good music does. It cuts It cuts to the core of us like Baxter from Angerman. You know what I'm saying? It really gets <laughs> to the core of us. Um, and this, this song and these lyrics have always been a pinnacle. Uh, hard to beat. Hard to beat. Well, um, wow. It, that, that, that's, that, that's five each. With two crossover, uh, I want to give a tip of the cap to a couple here. Uh, Breath. Oh, if I knew where it was, I would take you there. There's not much more than this. I love those. Uh, I think very underrated are the lines from education. I'm questioning my education, rewinding. What does it show? Could be the truth. It becomes you. I'm a seed wondering why I'm grown. Oh, God, come on. Excellent. I mean, even that's strong. How about the simplicity of gone? If nothing is everything, I'll have it all. Yep. I mean, I can go on. You, do you have any that kind of like we're like right there? Like, ah, I can't, I, I gotta go. Somewhere. Um, you know, speed of sound was on my, uh, my honorable mentions here. It's gone so quiet now. Could it be I'm farther out moving faster than the speed of sound? Really always enjoy that one. Uh, also loved rear view mirror, you know. I see things so much clearer now, you know, uh, shades are drawn now that you're in the review mirror. I mean, just that that whole sequencing is great. 
well, just just a heavy amount of repetition. But if I went black with all the harmonizing at the end, I think that you can yeah, make an argument. Well, that's, that. that's why I said you know, there's subjectivity to when does the song lyrically end. And right, right, exactly. If, listen, if you like the um, the simplicity of Rear Your Mirror, saw things so much clearer. Once mm-hmm. you, once you. I mean, yeah, I totally get that. If you'd say. Ah, that, that, that those aren't really lyrics per se. You got to go back. Listen, I get it. It's we. You may have argued uh, that we are choosing lyrics that are sort of the end, maybe not the end. Listen, I want to know what you guys think. I want to know what you agreed with, what you disagreed with. Um, this is such an interesting exercise to me because, like I said, I could have done another fifteen. You know, I'm just going. I'm look. I'm scrolling through a number of great ones. I mean. Check out I Got Id. Oh, baby. Um, Yeah. yeah. So that's where we're at right now, at least uh, in the year 2023, December. Um, Any final thoughts here, Paul, before we move on? Just love that we ended the year with an episode talking about final lyrics. Yeah. I thought it was very apropos. And uh, looking forward to all that 2024 has in store for for not only you and, and and me personally, but also uh, for the show. I think that this has been a great year of growth for us. We've had some absolutely phenomenal guests come on. And uh, I, I I feel like the, the folks that we've had on, every one of those conversations has been enlightening and they've been fruitful. They've been um, enjoyable. And quite frankly, I mean, they, they've, they've been very, very illuminating on a lot of levels. I feel like they've shined a light on perspectives and they've shined a light on angles and episodes in the band's career and perspectives around the band at various points throughout the timeline that I had never been totally privy to. And I I have a greater appreciation for. So looking forward to taking the next step next year and continuing this great run that we're on and could not be more proud of uh, the community that has been forged by the commitment and the willingness by everyone listening to join the conversation, you know, to, to, to be a part of this dialogue and uh, very grateful to uh, folks like Stip who mm. have stepped in when I have not been able <laughs> and uh, to you obviously for, for the, the, you know, handful of times throughout the, the year that for various reasons, I, I was not able to, to uh, partner with you. And uh, yeah. It's just been, it's been a hell of a year, man. It really, really has. And it absolutely has. Um, but you know what, Paul? It's not quite over because we got one more lyric of the week. All right. Last lyric of the week of 2023. We're going to the 10 sessions and B girl. Believe in nothing, believe me Those who can be trusted can change their mind And the anxious is the present Unwrap your gifts, take your time Everything you imagined Needn't be stuck in your mind Be girl
right, Paul, B-Girl, what have you got here? This song is fascinating to me. Um, it's based on an actual person. Mm-hmm. For those of you who, who are listening, and I'm, I'm sure if you're listening, the vast majority of you are, are familiar with the story, but this idea of like, believe in nothing, believe me, those who can be trusted can change their mind. I thought that I've always loved that line, this idea that, that if you, if you have someone that, that you trust, that person can change their mind about themselves. They can change their mind about you. Be anxious is the present. Unwrap your gifts. Take your time. Everything you imagine doesn't need to be stuck in your mind. Be a girl, be a girl, be a girl, be a girl. And this is a, this song is a gift in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, this is a great selection for this episode and this time of year. Is it a Christmas song? No, it's not, but the, the, it is a gift in and of itself. And I, I love these, uh, these lyrics that you, you picked here. The anxious is the present. And I, I think that that's great because unwrap the gifts that you have in your life. And no matter what you're going through right now, no matter how anxious your present condition and circumstances happen to be, be mindful of the many gifts that you have in life and take a minute to unwrap those if you haven't already and be grateful for those things. Um, I hearken back to our episode with Kevin Martin, where he talked about stepping away from something that he never imagined he would ever step away from and his ability to have perspective and to think about the gifts that he has in his life and how he doesn't want to watch those things fade away because he wasn't focused and committed to unwrapping them, so to speak. And so I think that this is a great opportunity and the song presents a great opportunity to think about all the things that you imagine your life could be, all the things that you imagine your life uh, has been and all the things you imagine your life uh, that you imagine you want your life to be. And uh, those things don't have to be stuck in your mind. You know what I mean? They don't have to be anchored and tattooed in the inner recesses of imagination. They can be manifested into reality and you just have to be what it is that you want to see, you know, to quote Gandhi, be the, be the change you want to see in the world. Well, be the you that you want to see in the world. So I think that this is an underrated song and I think it's a fantastic choice to close out 2023. So hat tip to you, partner. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, we held on to this one for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I, I know it's certainly not the first Pearl Jam song any of you would think of first, uh, but there is something special about these lyrics. And I think they're apropos for this time of year, as you kind of alluded to there. And by the way, you know, I'm not going to really talk about the whole Blind Melon video angle here because it, it doesn't really interest me per se, but, you know, legend has it, for those of you who don't know, that uh, Ed wrote it um, about the actor who was portraying the little girl in uh, the bee costume in Blind Melon's No Rain music video way, way long ago. So anyways, that's that backstory. I find the juxtaposition of those first two lines so interesting. And you touched on it a little bit there. I Believe in nothing, believe me. Those who can be trusted can change their mind. That, that contradiction right out of the gate, in, in, intentionally, of course, just offering advice, wisdom, and yet at the same time, that advice is warning the girl not to trust it. it, it you know, life is full of conflict. Life is about dealing with and overcoming conflict. And I will posit that 99% of conflict resolution in life requires help of some kind, whether small or large. So you can imagine, you know, being a young girl, 
you've got more dilemmas and hurdles in your life than a boy will ever have. By the way, we've we've not advanced that or even like leveled the playing field very much since the song was no. written, but that's a whole other ball of wax. That is a different, different discussion. <laughs> yeah. You know, you've got problems to solve. And to quote Eddie just a few years later in I Got Id, got all these questions, don't even know who I can even ask. When your station in life doesn't afford a silver spoon, there can be a lot of anxiety to face. And again, especially as a young girl. So when Ed says anxiety is the present, I think you can take that word present to mean the now as well as a gift, which is what Ed refers to in the next line, unwrap your gifts, take your time. I think he's saying that we needn't rush into decisions, even when we're faced with anxiety and a sense to overcome it as quickly as possible. Part of growing up, part of life is getting through problems, not trying to avoid them or go around them. We have to face them. We have to take our time unwrapping those problems as Ed sings. Only then will we gain the experience and wisdom we'll need to become the adult who can take on the world. But for now, God, just, just, just be a girl. Don't, don't feel like you need to solve all your problems right now. Because when we rush, when we let problems and the anxiety they can cause control us, we falter. We are in control of ourselves. Repeat, we are in control of ourselves. And while we need help to, to move forward at times in many stages of life, we can't let these problems control us. We can't let them stay in our minds as Ed sings. So be smart, be skeptical, but not cynical. And if you approach life and the hurdles presented with grace, with patience, humility, good things will come. That's a lot coming That's from a, lot. a throwaway, quote unquote, song played, what, 20 times, 25 times, something like that. So I don't know if you guys have ever thought about this song in these ways before, as Paul and I were, have been discussing here, but there is, that's the beauty of Ed. The beauty of Ed is that he somehow finds these things and then like squeezes all this poetry out of it. <laughs> you're like, holy shit. Yeah, you're right. I never thought of it that way. So yeah, B-Girl, a throwaway track that we just waxed 10 minutes on that I think is deeper than anybody could have possibly thought. It's there if you're willing to look for it, you know, exactly say that. But, and we have said it about a lot of songs in the catalog. One of these days I'm dying to know if members of the band will look at some of these songs that we do wax poetically about mm -hmm. and they'll look at us and say, what are you guys? <laughs> you guys are high <laughs> as shit. And we know uh, that because the we were high as shit. We wrote them. Yeah, no. exactly. Yeah, but the, the real fun of it is the fact that these things do take on a life of their own. And so if if that, if we were able to extract that meaning, I could not, as an artist, I can't imagine that they would not be thrilled at the thought that something that old could be this provocative, could inspire this much reflection and thought and this advancement and, and progress of ideas and discussion and dialogue. Um, that's really what art is all about. You know what I mean? So yeah, it inspires and that's the whole point. So, well, uh, it has been played. Like I mentioned 26 times in all time as of this recording. So let's go ahead and find that. Maybe get a 27th in 2024. We might, I bet, I bet we will. Let's take a look at our live cut of the week.
tonight, live card of the week, B-Girl, like I said, 26 times. There was a giant gap, uh, about 11 years um, between 94 and 2005. And yeah. then it was kind of a, played a couple of times each tour here and there. Um, where are we going? When are we going? Well, we do have a vault release from mm-hmm. uh, Missoula. And uh, that was in 2005. And, uh, you know, one could argue that's that's some of the strongest uh, soundboard cuts that you'll get, obviously, given the attention those things get. But Vancouver 2011, great, great version. Chicago 2016, for those mm-hmm. of you who were, who were there, great version as well. But I think that you and I came to a consensus that Denver of 2006 is the uh, soup du jour when it comes to this one. It's a soup of the day. Uh, July 2nd, 2006, Denver, Colorado. I don't know how many years ago, but it was with the, uh, the assistance of a bottle of wine that we wrote this song. And uh, we're going to try it for you here. This is for the little ones. for a simple song it's literally a guitar and a voice and that's it so what it what it forces you to do when you're choosing your favorite live version of a song like this is you are searching for you're nitpicking and you're searching for what makes the song and is it at its peak as it is the right. performance of the vocal at its peak is the tempo on point is the guitar tone because it's the only musical apparatus there outside of the voice is that great what's the mix like i mean we you you go from 2000 to obviously the audience recordings in 94 93 and then all those soundboards from here since 2000 all sound different so that the crowd i think yeah of all those things this one had the best combination the best formula of all those things. I think the guitar tone was fantastic. I think Ed sounds great. I think the tempo's on point. And the crowd seems to really appreciate the novelty of the moment. So 
You mentioned the other other ones, Vancouver, great guitar tone. I think Missoula, Ed sounds fantastic, and the, the crowd's really good. Chicago, the crowd's really so. There's other ones that really stick out, but uh, yeah, Denver for me at least it kind of ticks all the boxes. It does. I think uh, you summed it up perfectly. The engagement with the crowd, the intimacy of the performance, and uh, the way that the the vulnerability and uh, the messaging were captured in the performance as well just it's a fine version so and i like i like that uh ed uh precedes the playing of it by explaining that this was written over a bottle of wine as are all right. the best pearl jam songs ed aren't they all really <laughs> come on well there you go guys that is the episode the final episode of 2023 i really want to thank all of you who listen I want to thank anybody who's new. I want to thank all all of the uh, the veterans who've been around for a while. God, if you've been here since day one or day two or whatever, God bless you. Um, like I mentioned last week, a gentleman had just caught up on everything over the last calendar year. That's that's like three. A what week. a feat! Oh, yeah. and, and, and that might be one of the the biggest compliments that we've ever received. That somebody actually was willing to say, "Hey, you know what? I'm." <laughs> I'm going to dive really deep into this and I'm going to listen to every one of them. And believe me, I'll be the first to admit, I look back and there probably is some episodes in there when I think back uh, that make me cringe, Jason, <laughs> because of myself, by the way, not, not you, because you make of me you. cringe. Too. So, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, no, I mean, listen, if you go back in time, guys, there's some episodes where I couldn't record in an ideal place. And there was extra reverb because I was sitting in a bathroom <laughs> with tile. Like that's that's not that's oh, not cool. Man. That's not those cool. were the days. Those were the days. Well, Paul was recording in a closet, and Jason was recording in the bathroom. Good times. Uh, Good times. Now I'm in a closet, and you're <laughs> in an office, and here we are. Um, well, like you said before, 2024 proves will prove, um, I think, some evolution. It's going to be welcome. It's going to make the show better. It's going to be. Uh, there's going to be no, more ways to enjoy this. God, I hope. And um, to to kind of end things in 2023 and propel us into 2024, I want to remind you guys of the Gigaton Vinyl giveaway. If you rate, review, subscribe to the show, um, we will see those. We will choose our favorite two uh, reviews and send you guys a free copy of that record on vinyl. And uh, new shirts. Two new shirts. New shirts. Um, we'll announce those very, very soon, maybe even before Christmas and how you guys can uh, procure those. That's it. Any final words for 2023, Paul? It's just been a banner year and I could not be more thrilled with the ideas and uh, the direction that we've talked about taking this podcast next year. And so, uh, there are many wonderful, great and exciting things in store for all of you. And, uh, I, we, we <laughs> I promise the status quo shall not be kept. <laughs> well, what Paul's referring to is that he is going to have an online presence. Well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Our discord there's, friends know the joke. There, there's that. Uh, but, but just obviously at some point in time, you know, really various intervals throughout time, uh, growth becomes a necessity. And I think mm. that the, this show is no different than anything else. As an organic thing, it has continued to evolve and grow. And like I said before, we have some exciting thoughts and ideas that we hope to put in motion for next year. And uh, in the meantime, though, once again, just a, a heartfelt thank you and debt of gratitude goes out to all of our listeners and especially our patrons who uh, 
we we continue to to be very grateful for for those contributions. You 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 help keep the lights on, as Jason likes to say, uh, but you also keep us on our toes, and we value your input, and we love the uh, the extra perks that we're able to offer, and uh, we continue to try to think outside of the box on on how we can incentivize those of you who are are listening and and want to join that that club uh, to feel like it's it's worth it because it should be, and if it's not, then uh, I don't blame you for letting us know. <laughs> well, and speaking <laughs> and, of that, uh, uh, just most recently, the uh, extra foot extra footage, no, the extra content from Kevin Martin was dropped on Patreon, and later this week, right before Christmas, you're going to get about 15 extra minutes of Dave Eppersies. So, if you were thinking like about if you're thinking about joining Patreon, maybe now's the time. Uh, and there's always new little surprises popping up here and there. So, anyways, um, to echo what Paul said. Uh, I really appreciate everybody out there who has taken the time to listen and to communicate. Our the social media channels get blown up. I am glued to my phone all day looking at all of your comments uh, and story replies and emails and got everything else. Um, and so, if I haven't replied to you, I, I apologize. We're going to do better, but um, yeah, I just I, I'm, I'm I'm floored. I'm floored by your persistence and your attention and your loyalty and uh, the tent that you help grow bigger by the week. So 2024 is going to be a huge year for us. Go ahead. And the standard, Jason, I appreciate how many of our patrons and listeners hold us to a standard that, Mm. uh, you know, they're, they're willing to let us know, Hey guys, like this, this could have been better. Or, you know what? Uh, Loved what you did here. would love to see more of that, but very much appreciate that because you and I are, are committed to growth and, it requires discerning ears and uh, the, yes. the courage to let folks know what you think. So m- much appreciated. Well, like you said, 2024 should be a, an even better year. Uh, things are in the works. And as soon as we get information on new music and new tour dates, I'm sure more things will be happening. Uh, so there you go. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> we <laughs> hope you have a wonderful Um, Christmas for all those who celebrate and New Year's for everybody and uh, we'll see you around the bend my friend and until (laughs) we do you've been listening to The State of Love and Trust Trust